The economy is getting back underway, and with it, the world of pro sports. Stay ahead of the curve with the unparalleled tools of two world-class news desks covering developments across finance, economics, technology, and sports. Subscribe to Bloomberg.com. And if you're not already a subscriber to The Athletic, for a limited time, receive a complimentary subscription to The Athletic. Go to Bloomberg.com slash subscribe to sign up today. Hello, everybody, and welcome to your most favorite post trade deadline one month left to go show with the whole wide world it's under the radar part of the athletic fantasy baseball podcast with me as always the rested Derek van riper i'm laughing so hard at this outline because i think 472 players were traded in the last four days and the player on top is such a classic under the radar player <laughs> we'll just hit on that one and keep moving <laughs> <laughs> And the man who's growing back his beard, Ian Kahn. Yeah, I am for now, but but it'll go away again. But yes, the beard is slowly making its return. Nice. Uh, let's get into it. What's up, my guys? What's up, my friends? We got a lot to talk right, about. Let's yeah, get this, to it. this isn't your Rates and Barrels show. We got a lot of random dudes you may have never heard of to talk about. And the jingle jangle. Here we go. One of the biggest moves of the day, obviously a lot of trades, but uh, the Chicago White Sox selected the contract of second baseman Yolmer Sanchez Yep, from the alternate training site. Yep. And if you're new to Under the Radar, maybe the last like six weeks while the season's going on, you do not know that this is an OOTP reference back to when a major trade happened where Ian Kahn sent not a Defino, Yolmer Sanchez. I thought it was Yolbert. <laughs> you're better off with Yomer. Sure. <laughs> well, they're both in the majors now. It's true. And I have to say, OOTP still lives with me, without question. I'm still watching the game through that. You know, all these trades that San Diego made, I really want to hear what GM Derek Van Riper thinks of the players that went the other way, because he knows them better than anybody, because he has been owning that team for this whole entire offseason. And they all complain to him, virtually. Yeah, there we go. A lot of angry emails. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> from the from the Padre? Oh yeah, right. Yeah, they do. <laughs> Will Myers, man. I'm surprised man. he stayed with the team. Yeah. Was it Will Myers? Who was it that? No, it was Ken Giles that wrote the email. Right. That sent TVR <laughs> over the sure. edge. It was I when he traded. Real life. <laughs> right. He traded for Ken Giles, and then instead of Ken Giles punching himself in the face, he punched the owner, GM Derek Van Riper, in the face with an email. Not even a thank you at the end. Not even a please. Dear Mister Van Riper. <laughs> All right, let's get to some of these trades. Okay. Uh, by the way, Ian, I caught something very subtle that you did later in the later in the rundown. I'll bring it up. Okay, cool. Right. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Um, and by the way, there's so much trade news, I can't even get into the chicanery and uh, stuff that Ian pulled this weekend. San Diego, who I thought had two very good catchers to start the season, uh, made a trade for two, I guess what they consider better catchers, yeah. in Austin Nola mm-hmm. and Jason Castro. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to get your opinion on Nola's role and, I guess, Castro's role. You know, Initially, I didn't even see the Castro thing. I'm like, oh, Austin Nola, awesome. Like You put Nola against uh, Kiner Falefa because you know Nola can play some other positions. Um, That's true. Who's more valuable to stick in your catcher spot? Austin Nola. Well... I would say Austin Nola until today, and now it becomes a different kind of conversation. Right. So, what do you what do you foresee here? Is this uh you know say they're available in your league? Do you run and pick up Austin Nola? Yeah, I mean, if you hadn't already picked him up when he was playing every day in Seattle, you kind of missed the boat um, because now he's actually not going to play as much as he was when he was playing in Seattle. Because in Seattle, he was playing every day in a lineup that needed his bat. But it's weird because they went to get him to make the team better, and he's going to play less. Yeah, he will, but that's because Castro's fantastic behind the dish. I mean, that that man knows how. But Nola's not terrible either. The thing about Kiner Falefa is, you know, all this, like, we were all talking about, oh, my God, especially you, Nando. You were like, I'm getting Kiner Falefa, period. I'm definitely getting Kiner Falefa. Yeah. And you know what? You were right, because what Kiner Falefa is doing is he's on the dirt, as we said he would be, playing every day. Now they move Frazier to uh, the Mets, they really opened up that third base spot for him. And uh, he's going to play seven days a week. So I, I would rather have Kiner Falefa at this point over Nola. If you asked me three days ago, I would have picked Nola. DVR, um, are you a, like Jason Castro? If you had Austin Nola, are they are they droppable now? 
it's a mess because I think, as Ian said, the playing time is going to be probably down a little bit for Nola, but he's a good player. And, and Castro yeah. was kind of... It's crazy. He was like a pitcher three years ago, right? Like, it's crazy. No, that's his brother. Oh, no, Austin Nola was a converted... Oh, wait, I'm sorry. He was a converted catcher, carried the catcher eligibility in with him. Why did I think he was a pitcher? Right. That was that's it. Better. He was converted all over. The, he was converted. He's got a brother, which I just got an offer in that Dynasty League where I made the big trade last week that all kind of blew up in my face. I got an offer for his brother just as we were going on air tonight because the deadline is in an hour and 22 minutes. Oh, yeah. We, we recorded. This is Ian After Dark, by the way. Yeah, that's why I did this at the top, bro. <laughs> all right, you DVR. were like, jingle, jangle. <laughs> sorry, DVR. Continue, man. We both interrupted you. Go. I just think it's tricky because... Nola's probably a four starts per week guy in San Diego. Maybe he'll get more if someone gets hurt because Castro is going to play a little bit. You know, I think Castro's a good enough defender. He's a legitimate good defensive catcher with pop. We didn't see as much of it this year as we saw last year. So Nola's playing time is down, but I, I keep wondering if I was among the people that overlooked his skills. I mean, like, look what he's doing with the bat this season. 306, 373, 531. He's 45% better than a league average hitter, and his average exit velocity is up almost three miles per hour. So he's hitting the ball hard. He's not striking out. He's drawing walks. He looks like a true late bloomer at age 30 and a guy that won't be a free agent until after the 2026 season. So yeah. he could be in San Diego for a while. I mean, is this sort of like a another Whit Merrifield sort of development? Just a guy that yeah. in his late 20s found playing time, unlocked it, and he's going to be a useful, if not much better than useful fantasy player for the foreseeable future? I'm, you can't go all the way to Whit Merrifield at this point, but I do know that a couple of weeks ago, I was just trying to find Austin Nola anywhere you can get him. And it's because he, he was good last year. I mean, if you look at what he did in September when everyone else was focusing on football, Austin Nola was, was doing the stuff. I mean, he really was. And I think, where was he? Was he in Kansas City last year? I don't remember. I don't think he was in Seattle can't remember where Nola was last year, but he was playing all the time and he was hitting. No, he was in Seattle. He was in and Seattle he was, last year. He was, and he was doing well. He was really doing well. So it wasn't a major surprise to me that he was doing this great. I mean, I've, I've been loving it. It makes perfect sense to me. I, I think the Padres, A.J. Preller, did, 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 did it right. I mean, if this is how you – it's literally like watching a, a rebuild of a dynasty team take five years and then pull it together and, and start – you know, using it, and he had to do it because his the forty man roster was going to be overstuffed with players. So he moved those players. Very, very fantasy baseball style trades going on here because it was like his roster is you know his roster wasn't going to be able to hold all the guys. He was going to lose those guys, package them and consolidate. That's what he did. Didn't give up his top four prospects. Big thumbs up. I mean, getting Clevenger a bit of a knucklehead, but hey, an ace. You throw Paddock and Clevenger and your boy Denelson Lamette. And you got a really tough team in the playoffs. And Manny Machado, like I kind of said, was going to be a big year for Manny Machado. I know that Nando was trying to get him for me in a trade this weekend. Ooh, yeah. I thought we were going to make a trade. You didn't pick up the freaking phone. Yeah, I had a, we had a long weekend. Yeah, we moving, I moving got a lot of work, but I definitely want to definitely talk a trade. Definitely. Well, yeah, right. You could have called. Nothing. You could have texted me like, yeah, we're going to talk trade. I did. You know what it was? I, I think it was the chicanery that you pulled. Turn me off to ever dealing with you. Yeah, again. that's that's crap because the chicanery, as you call it, at ten forty five when the when the when the uh, waiver wire is due at midnight and I see nothing up there. The chicanery you're talking about with Aaron Judge on the DL on the IL rather, and if we don't put somebody in there, we're not going to win the triple crown, which DVR might be pulling off based on how he did the last week. Yeah, that's chicanery. All right, had an hour Nailed and a half. Me. Had an hour and a half. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you hey, were asleep. Way, no, I wasn't. I was awake. Are we. Yeah, uh, I texted you immediately. Yeah, you did. Sure. Yeah, sure. and then by the time I like twelve minutes later, I went to the site and there were a bunch of bids in for players I'd never want in my entire life, which is interesting. Well, that's AL only. Anyway, DVR came up with a great idea that uh, we should auction off my co-ownership to charity. He did not to come a listener. Yeah, he goes, "Here's a great idea for charity." DVR, did you really do that? Was that really your idea? I'm not that creative. No, I don't think so. <laughs> it didn't make any kind of sense. Davey Garcia, speaking of Ian Khan, uh, one of your favorite players of all time. Yeah, I mean, hey, this is show number 65. I think you were talking about him at show number four. I like Davey Garcia. It was brilliant for the Yankees to the point where Topps made a Topps Now card out of him. Did they really? Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, top, check it out, Topps Now. Did you buy it? Uh, no. Okay. I'm putting. I'm pausing my 
trading card buying. I just got a bunch of uh, football <laughs> football ones. <laughs> oh, football. Oh, see, you're already on. Don't don't see. That's why because football's here. Well, because anyway, of buying football cards. No, no. Dwayne. You know what it is? Emery Hunt's writing a lot of great stuff about Dwayne Haskins, um, and I found a Dwayne Haskins like Panini Prism Red White and Blue rookie card for ninety bucks. And that's that's like my <laughs> what two month budget. What does that even mean? <laughs> yeah, well, exactly. Right. I'm still learning. I check everything with Salfino. Uh, but <laughs> right, Salfino, you need to make a sound on Salfino at this point. Come we on, should. Uh, yeah. What, All right. What was that? I was oh just tapping God. the. I'm, yeah. I'm in my garage. Was, I'm on top of the wine boxes. That that really that really wasn't good, man. Come right. on, come on. We'll work on it. All right, sorry. Go ahead, keep going. Uh, David Garcia uh, was amazing, and it looks like you know they send him back to the alternate site, but there's another double header where they can pull him up and make him the 29th man again. And I looked at the rules, and uh, you can actually keep like the 29th man doesn't have to get designated first or sent back to the camp again. You can keep 29th man up and send someone else down. So if he gets pulled back up again, maybe he stays. I mean, look, based on how he looked, I think the most surprising thing was he looked, what's the word, nonplussed. I'm going to go with nonplussed. Yeah. He looked nonplussed out there. He looked like he was playing in ball. He looked like he was playing in high school. He just was pitching. He looked great. DVR, do you think it's weird the Yankees made no deals and like we're looking at a situation where Brian Cashman's ripping Jay Happ uh, after Happ rips the front office and then David Garcia, who's been kind of kept down all season, yeah, might step in as a number four at this point with Hap as the number five. I think the question you have to ask, if you believe the Yankees needed something, was what exactly do they need and what are you really willing to give up long-term to get it? I look at this team, I think even with Stanton and even with Glaber Torres on the IL and even with Aaron Judge on the IL, they're still easily a playoff team. They will get those guys back. I know that's like a... Brian Cashman doll pull string saying like it's just as good as trading for a player getting one back from the IL after the deadline but there actually is some truth to it what would you trade it for a starter would you have thrown high quality prospects at Cleveland to get Clevenger there weren't a lot of other impact starters available you could have gone out and maybe got Mike Miner well, Taiwan Walker would have been a great Yankee actually every guy the Blue Jays got would have been a great Yankee if you had a must-win game, Robbie Ray. except for Robbie Ray, but if you're the Yankees and you've got like this Robert this group of young pitching prospects, you also have Clark Schmidt still there. Davey yep. Garcia is up yep. right now. Yep, Jonathan Lewicki is up right now. Michael King's up right now. They've got Miguel Yahure in the bullpen. I like him a lot. Oof. I think he's kind sure of a sneaky, like, right. interesting glue guy. Like for them, they've got good pitching depth. I mean, Taiwan Walker. Yeah, there's more of a track record there, but there's a lot less ceiling with him than there is with just about every one of those guys. So I think you're better off kind of rolling the dice on some of those internal options than you are on bringing in someone like Walker and, and giving up even a non-top 15 prospect in the organization. I, I think this is a well-built team, and there's not really a lot to complain about here. DVR sounded like Ian, man. No, it's true. No, enjoying the Yankees a little bit too much as they get their butts handed to them by the Tampa Bay Rays again. Again. With Tyler Glass now looking like the best pitcher in baseball for the last two starts. I thought that's what I was wanted to talk to you about. You filled that out, and I went over and looked at what Glass now was doing against the Yankees. Oof. And I'm like, oh, Ian's trying to jinx Tyler Glass now. <laughs> no, that's no, no. I own there. Tyler Glass now in too many leagues to jinx him. That's the tricky part about fantasy baseball um, when you're rooting for your player versus your team. And that happens. And it happened tonight. Even though I have Garrett Cole because I made a huge trade in labor today. Did you guys see on Twitter when I announced it? I announced a trade on Twitter. Big deal. Just just pretend that um, we did, but no one listening saw it. Oh, okay. Well, I traded for Garrett Cole today. <laughs> All right. I traded for Garrett Cole, Rafael Montero, and Roughnet Odor in an ale only from Sean Childs and Gre- Greg. How do you say Greg's last name? And Sean and- Childs, man. He's he's good. Sean's he's good. NFFC Sean picks legend. up the phone. We made a trade about three weeks ago um, where I gave him Tanner Roark and Chad Pinder for oh what's that dude's name nate pearson who then got hurt so i called him today and he, he says and sean goes sorry about the trade which was the appropriate thing to say yeah. sorry about your guy i was like that's all right i'm about to offer you another trade and so i did and we made a trade in the car with about 15 minutes to go before the deadline and i wait till you hear what was traded in an al only league i received garrett cole who is supposed to be the best pitcher in baseball 
Rafael Montero, because that's a closer I need to climb. And Ruffnetto Door for a second baseman that I need. And I traded Mike Trout. Angelton Simmons. Oh, there's more after Mike Trout. Yeah, there is. All right. And Tommy Malone. Did Malone didn't get lost when he went over? No, no. That was that was what was fascinating. It was Larry Schechter, who was trying to squeeze me into a trade that I did not take, though he ended up making a really good trade with Todd Zola. Larry Schechter told me that, because I said, well, I just lost Tommy Malone, so I can't trade you another starter for a closer, which is what he was trying to trade me. And so uh, he said, no, you can keep Tommy Malone. And I was like, oh, that's a big old trade. Trading Mike Trout in a nail only? Whew. But I needed it, and I got lots of home runs because Luke Voigt is just going crazy. He's on a 65 home run pace. Hit another home run tonight. Yeah. Oh, so I guess he's 68 home run pace. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah. It's really, really good. Uh, so um, we've done such a good job of talking about such under-the-radar players like Garrett Cole and Mike Trout that uh, we, we actually got a few sponsors <laughs> in this show. So uh, cool. hold on. We'll be right back after this. I want to come back and ask uh, Derek Van Riper why he won't admit that Michael Givens is elite. Okay, we're back. Uh, this is, I guess, we're going to be a little closer part of the show. Um, Mets brought up Hunter Strickland. Orioles returned Hunter Harvey from the IL. Uh, oh. Archie Bradley, the greatest closer in baseball, was traded to the Reds. Is he a closer still? I don't know, man. I I thought Iglesias was. I mean, Iglesias not having the best season, but I think he's got the stuff. So uh, I, I think I think Archie Bradley, sweet Archie Bradley, big smiley Archie Bradley, is going to be the setup guy. Uh, still be effective in these short seasons leagues. Yeah. Uh, Andrew Chafin was traded to the Cubs, whose bullpen, you know, their bullpen is falling apart. So you never know. It's not. Jeremy Jeffress is is rocking it. He always falls apart, except for that one season. He always falls apart. Yeah, but he's not falling apart yet, and he's looking like that one season. Johan Ramirez, uh, not a trade guy, but was a Rule Five guy. Got a save. Uh, but the one I want to talk about, DVR, Michael Givens, going to Colorado. <laughs> I assume he's going to be the closer there. And I went and looked at his. I had to do like one of those. Uh, I had to do a little blurb on him today. And uh, like you look at his numbers again, and you're like, man, this guy's his whip is always low. His K per nine is always like twelve. Uh, last year he had just a little bit, you know, bad luck with the ERA, but you know, it was Baltimore. Uh, he's he's amazing, and I really he could like kill it. And I actually want to go ask Al Melchior, who's tied in with uh, Cliff Neely, Clifton Neely. Um, like what what is what Michael Givens' history is pitching in the Colorado environment with the air density effects of his pitching might be. Um, but I, I really think like Givens just going to show up, be like, I'm the closer now and they're going to go into the playoffs and win the world series. And Michael Givens is their closer. Michael Givens is their closer. Uh, DVR, how come no one whoa, considers him elite? Whoa, whoa, crazy. No, whoa, I'm, jo- whoa, I'm joking. I'm joking. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> right. You can't just let, I can't. I mean, let's get, I don't, I don't want to get the Rockies winning the world series to cloud the fact that I don't think Givens <laughs> gets enough respect as one of the best closers in baseball when he's given the chance to close. Hold on. I hate to do this to you, but do you see what's happening with Jose De Leon these days? Every time he pitches, like 62 runs. It's amazing. They're putting him in a bad spot. Yeah, maybe that's it. But there's like six runs at a time, like at a time. It's like people hit six run homers against him. Every time I look up, and I go, damn. You know, if you look at his first... His first first inning, he was amazed. I think one inning, one hit, two strikeouts, and then they let him pitch that second. second, and then he got destroyed that second inning. The, here's what I think. Here's what I think to myself every time I see what Jose De Leon is doing. This is what I think. I think I'm so glad that I gave Brett Sayer the NL and gave you the AL because if you had the NL, Jose De Leon would still be in the lineup. Well, you probably would have dropped him. Uh, you snuck in at night and dropped him. <laughs> no, I've never dropped anybody. I should. I did enjoy, by the way, every time t- uh, Tyler Wade does something good, I text you guys. Yeah. Another hit. Stolen base. You don't do it on the run. over three days. No. I only, no. No. It's like Ariel Cohen, who only posts where he is in the standings when he's in the top. <laughs> That's what he does. I called him. I was like, Ariel... Will you ever do it if you're not in if you're not in first or second? Because right now I'm in first place in Tout Wars. So I was like, "You're going to do it, even though you're not in first place." And he was like, "Well, I guess I have to." So he did, which was appropriate. Man, the sway like that Dean Khan has over people. Well, you know, just get him on the phone. Get him on the phone. That's all you got to do. Just get him on the phone. All right, DVR Michael Givens. Why do you hate him so much? Well, I hate him now because he's pitching for the Rockies, and that's never good. But I think to your point. I uh, I actually think he is pretty good because if you look at the K minus BB leaderboard for relievers since the start of last season, 
So a little bit of this season, all of last season put together. Michael Givens is 25th out of 231 qualified relievers in K-BB percentage. So he misses a lot of bats, walks a few guys. Ratios are pretty good, 116 whip, 403 ERA. I think there's a little bit of a home run issue there. And again, the, the ballpark might make that a lot worse going to Colorado. But he's a good reliever, and now he might actually have a path to saves again which he surprisingly didn't have because of Cole Seltzer this year. So Wait, where'd you get where'd you get his ERA from? I'm looking at a last year plus this year leaderboard. So Oh, okay, gotcha. All right. Gotcha. So yeah, he's four oh three if you look at all of nineteen and twenty put together. Okay. That's a little high, but the skills are probably a little better than that, especially if you can say that he got unlucky with home runs. I'm not sure if he did, but I, I do think the strikeouts are there. The stuff is pretty good. I just wish a different team would have traded for him to give him that opportunity. Colorado is just a total nightmare even for relievers. He's right. Maybe he can power through it. Mm, we'll see. I think he's going to be a setup guy. Uh, maybe. I mean, what, Daniel Bard's going to be the closer there the rest of the year? I think so. That's just my – That's just, just nice. my, It just maybe, – Maybe it's just PTSD about Michael Givens. But in, 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 in the Triple Crown that we're doing is – does he count still for AL only because he's on Nando's team, Dirk? Players don't get dropped in that league if they get traded across leagues, but if you were to drop him, someone else can't pick him up because he's no oh, longer. Oh, got it, got it, got it. So pool. it's like a string that's attached. Yeah, you, you don't lose. Like, I think it's a. If you said, what are the three worst things about the original Roto rules? Losing a player traded across leagues is one of the worst things. I'm in a league like that. It's very old school. I don't like it at all. Yeah, it sucks. I bet it does. Well, this like te- the team in second place got hammered this week with, uh, oh man, he had Ian Kennedy. His closer was Trevor Rosenthal. He had Todd Frazier, and he had like two other guys. It was ridiculous. And those were all probably like pretty good, like either early season pickups or reserve picks or low cost auction day moves that. You shouldn't lose those players. That's silly. Yeah. I guess you work in their value. You know, you got to worry. Like Trevor Rosenthal, yeah, he might get saved. I mean, he got him saves for a little while, which he had the value there, but. Sure did. You know, maybe he gets traded. Uh, Cal Quantrill. I want to get into him. Do you really? Yeah, just, well, you know. Uh, Somebody likes him. I, wait, I think, wait, wait, wait. I think yeah, it's, it's Selfie. Right? It was Selfino. Oh, was it Selfino? Yeah. I, I mean. Wrote I, a really good story on him last year. Okay. But I mean, like he's going to Cleveland, where you know anything Cleveland touches kind of turns to gold. That is true. You got to assume he's going to go right into the rotation, right? Or no? No, he's not going to the rotation. Is you he? You don't think so? I think they would need an injury. They're going to put Plesac in for yeah. Clevenger. It's interesting they traded Clev and they didn't trade the other dude. It is strange. I, I think part of that is how much more they could get in trade. And that Cleveland trade's pretty fascinating, right? Because they didn't get any top shelf guys back but they filled a couple of short-term needs and bolstered the farm system a little bit and domingo santana got dfa'd in that too so i'm fine with that but dvr tell me (laughs) it's so mean i'm fine with that the guy's life just got really hard sorry about that domingo he's been through this like three times yeah but dvr how what is the what are the prospect numbers on those guys that got moved i really did want to ask you that like, what's their potential? Did it go to 50? There's no 55s in that group, is there? I don't think there were any 55s in there, but I do think the quantity... Arias? He might be because of his defense, right? Like, there's more mm-hmm. There's more to like defensively about him than there is offensively. If they let Lindor walk at the end of next season, he could yeah. be their next starting shortstop. Today was a fascinating day, guys. I mean, watching teams move. I remember when I was a kid... Uh, I remember this one week during the winter meetings, I was like 11 and I was sick and my parent, my mom like went and got me like newspaper so I could read like what was happening at the winter meetings. Cause that was back when like players were traded all the time. It was so much fun until it was like that. I mean, it really was fun to sort of think about it and think about how teams change and roles change. Baseball's great. Let's take our moment of gratitude about the fact that we're getting to watch baseball. We better enjoy it, man, because it's been fantastic. And playing this season out has been so much fun. So just take one little moment and be grateful for it because we're lucky. That uh, your weekly Ian Con So yeah. Happy Baseball's Here monologue isn't brought Honestly, to I had it well, because I was. I know, I know. It's a little, you know. What's <laughs> no, it's a, great. What's the word? But it's really true, and it's how I feel. And I was sitting outside with with my my lady love 
and getting ready to do the show, and I was watching Eloy Jimenez like up with first and second against Tyler Clippard, and I was like, "This is great." Hoping that he would hit a home run so Giolito might get the win, so that I might, you know what I'm saying? Hey, I want to throw out a couple of under the radar guys. Taylor Hearn from the Rangers. I think he's worth a one dollar pickup somewhere. I like a guy who throws 95 from the left side like that. I also think Justin Upton, if he's sitting there on your waiver wire, is about to go through his next couple of weeks of Justin Uptonness. I could be wrong, so don't spend a ton of money. But if you can get him for just real cheap, go grab him. What now made you think that? You, you said that, I think, in our text, right? Or did you say on the show last Yeah, week? and since then, he's hit a couple of home runs. He's trying to steal bases. Because there's a certain point where Upton like gets into the season every year. And it usually it, it takes about this much time. And then he goes on a run of like three weeks where he becomes dominant. And then he kind of settles back down. But then that's where, you know, you know, it's always like, well, Upton will always give you the numbers. Well, this year, it's like he's starting to get worse and he's starting to lose his his mojo. But he's going to have a little run. That's just my thinking. And, you know, you get the trade to of, uh, what's that guy's name? I'm sorry. I'm having so much trouble with names tonight. Yeah, Brian Goodwin's gone. Thank you, yeah. sir. I knew it was Brian. I couldn't come up with a good one. Goodwin's gone. That means Adele's there. Upton's there. With Trout out there, who I traded, and I think I just think it's a it's a nice time for a cheap Justin Upton. I could buy into that. I still yeah. have him. Well, actually, no, I don't. I traded him today, so I don't have him anymore. You traded him today. Yeah, I've been texting you about Justin Upton, and no, it's my AL only league. Right, but then today, after I've been texting you saying, "Hey, Justin Upton, go get Justin Upton." That's uh, when you guy wanted you traded him. You didn't <laughs> yeah. keep him. You were Basically. a trade for him. You went, "Oh, well, Ian says that I should get him." So here, let me let me trade him for a bag of beans. Is that what pretty much what you did? Yeah. All my uh, all my moves are made out of anger and frustration, which is to our <laughs> A-only team. I'm I like, oh, Ian wants sorry, he wants to put all this money in for dudes I've never heard of and will never use. All right, cool. Jamie Berea. Jamie Berea was a great lineup? bid. That was a great bid. Thank you. I don't I, think I, I put like him Jamie in the lineup. Bro. I thought. I did you assumed, put him in the lineup? I assumed he you were going to set the lineup for us too. I no, didn't I didn't the set the lineup. I did check the lineup. I checked it, but I didn't set it. I checked it. I didn't change it. I didn't it. set it. You did change it because Judge was not in the lineup. You put Judge on the IL. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, yes, you did. Thankfully. Yeah, You're important. welcome. Thank you. Uh, Bria, was not, Bria was not in the starting lineup. And also Ryan McBroom. I was really hoping you would put him in there. Yeah, I didn't put him in there. I kept why? Taylor Jones in there. Yeah, but why? McBroom, look at the numbers on the kid. Uh, McBroom, he's no Ryan O'Hearn. Yeah, but he's got five home runs and 56 at-bats hitting 321. It's pretty good. He could have helped the team. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. What did he do? That's the idea. People do enjoy <laughs> the, the little the little angry banter that we throw at each other. It is enjoyable. Oh, you're right. Uh, My bad. I should have put Ryan McBroom. Uh he's had five straight games with exactly one at bat. That seems like someone myself. who could contribute to the You team. may be right. You may be right. <laughs> you may be right. Why is that guy not starting? Because <laughs> he sucks. He's not playing. But thank God we got him. Yeah, and somehow, hey, we, with all of your moves, we still have your man Mercedes, who you put into drop as the only guy to drop. He's still on our Here's team why. Because I, because I understand the RT. Because Glenn Colton taught me how to do it. And here's how to do it. Yeah, but that's not how you do on it if you're trying to drop him. No. But the, the point is that we had empty roster spots. This is what Glenn Colton taught me. That if you have empty roster spots, you put in a guy that whether you want to drop him or not, you put in the same guy every time. And it just keeps adding players. That's what I understand. About RT, because I talked to Glenn Colton. You should be able just to leave that empty. It's not how RT works. Well, you have to understand how each site works. It's just how it is. Like in GDD, I'm, both of you notice, which I think I... Did I just get in the first place? Yeah, you basically, you're cheating in DDD, essentially. How am I cheating in GDD? Because you're picking up more players than you're supposed to and then releasing them on Monday. You're exploiting a loophole. I'm not exploiting a loophole. I'm dropping the guys. <laughs> you're adding... Yeah, but no one else can pick them up. So someone who might have lost a bid... Yeah, but I'm betting for zero... I'm, I'm bidding zero dollars on them. So if anybody put a, a dollar, a dollar, then they would get the player. I'm not... I have six dollars left. So I'm not spending any money. I'm just taking the bottom of the barrel. And I've got to make sure, because Steve didn't set up the settings right, that... I've got to set it up in such a way. How it should be set up is that once you have a full roster, you can't pick up any more guys. But it's right. not set up that way. Well, I so, think there was some IL issue. Steve is great. And Steve and I are fighting it out for first place in GDD. Where are you guys? Blood Orange? Mid-pack? Yeah, we're probably like 7th, 8th. We're floating in that area. DVR. We need some Actually, DVR, DVR, you could jump from where you are to where he, where Nando is in, with five points. Holy smoke. There's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven teams between 70 points and 75 points. I have never seen that. 
Except what happened last year. No, it didn't. Yeah, it did. We bounced around from like seventh to thirteenth all last year because it was so tight. I'm gonna, st- I'm gonna try to find a way to steal this, steal this championship. Give me some. Oh, I think uh, by fabbing eight people every week when you only have two spots, I think is a pretty good. Way There's to do no it. other way to do it. Is the point, and it's a daily league, so I can't go with one less spot. What I need is some pitching, and you've got pitching. Make a trade. I'm gonna. All as right. soon as we get off the air. Well, oh, hold on. Here, I'll give you 30 seconds right now. we got to take a quick break to hear about one of the Athletics' newest shows. Stand by. We'll be right back. This is the Athletic Football Show. I think every football season is a big challenge in one way or another. Introducing the Athletic Football Show, an all-new podcast with me, Robert Mays, and a team of world-class NFL writers and analysts. We'll feature expert guests and our plugged-in beat writers from around the league. What Patrick Mahomes did in the last nine minutes is just absurd. You can subscribe now to the Athletic Football Show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or the podcast provider of your choice. And stay with us all season long as the Athletic brings you what matters most in today's NFL. All right, Ian, what do you got? I've got another trade that's on the table, and there's only 55 minutes left to make a decision. Make that one. I'm curious to hear what you guys think. This is an offer from a really good player. His name is Greg Wellmeyer. He's been trying to get Aaron Nola off of me for the whole year, and I don't think this is a good enough offer now that I'm looking at it closer. To take Aaron Nola and Kenta Maeda off this team, he is offering me. It's not good enough. He's offering me Brandon Woodruff, Dylan Bundy, and Adrian Hauser. For Aaron Nola and Kenta Maeda. That's a no. That's a angry no. Uh, it's not angry, but it's a no. Kenta Maeda's no. got like a, a sub one and ERA and whip. Yeah, but Woodruff, I mean, it, it's not quite good enough. I mean, Hauser, Hauser's, no. This is a no. This is a no. But, you know, it's his last check. But DVR, no, that's why I wanted to hear what DVR had to say. Angry no from Nando. For me, it's a no. What is it from you, DVR? Just a no. A click no and move on. I click no and move on. Okay, I'm just going to click no and move on then. Because my partner, Wilson Caraman, who should get his own sound but doesn't have one yet, um, we, this happened just as Nando was doing his Welcome Under the Radar, part of the Fantasy Baseball you know, Network. That's when the trade came through. So he and I have texted a couple of times. Um, During and, the show? But but it's a no. Well, it was just quick. I said, oh, my God, look at that. Right. But Hauser, Hauser's not quite good enough, is he? I don't think so, man. I don't think any of those guys are good enough. No, I kind of don't mind the Aaron Bundy Nola's for my... a stud right now. He's, he's got like a 15K per nine yeah. right now. No, no. Hey, what is no. It? What's his K per nine? I would say about 10, maybe. No, it's definitely maybe. more than 10. 10.2? I, I was mean, looking at him the other day, and I'm like, oh, you know, Nolan's striking. I, maybe, maybe Nolan's like one of those guys who's like, I only got 60 innings, man. I'm going to go nuts. No, Nolan's just really good. He was the fifth pick in the draft. His, and, and we were talking about his brother earlier. Hold on. I'm looking it up. I'm, I'm looking, looking it up, it too. Up. It's a race. It's a race. I think I, I'm late. Oh, here it is. 36 straight. Ooh, Nando DeFino, oh, you are man. right. On, Ooh. 36 innings, 48 strikeouts. Math guy. Chibata, what is that? It's 12 That's case 12. for nine. 12 case for nine. <laughs> Math guy. Well, it's not 15. I said it was 15. I mean, Nando uh, said it was 15. I said it was nine. So it was kind of in the middle. I think I was closer. It's actually exactly in the middle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah <laughs> See, but, again, without, without, without DVR, you and I would just be sliding bread and cheese and mustards and mayonnaises without him to say, no, guys, it was right down the middle. Yeah, no, no, we're not going to make that trade. I'm going to pass. How good did it feel for 10 minutes when Lewis Brinson was like the man in the outfield for the Marlins uh, before the Starling Marte deal? brought? First of all, how crazy that the Marlins got Starling Marte. Yeah, I didn't see that coming at all. I mean, the Diamondbacks are one of those teams that I thought would just hang in it because they're good enough to get to the postseason and then anything can happen. So for them to trade Marte away, especially with an affordable option, I mean, they are seven below 500, but that's not it's not an obstacle that you can't come back from. They're 1-9 in nine in their last 10. Holy cow, they've been bad. But the, the Marlins trading for players, I mean, they're sitting at 500. They got extra games still up Love to play. It. Love it. It's amazing. Uh, and they may keep him with that option. It's like twelve and a half million for next year, right? Can you imagine if they kept Zach Gallon? <sighs> <laughs> well, they wouldn't tough. have Jazz Chisholm. Yeah, but still. That's true. That's tough, man. They, they trade for Zach Gallon, you you give up Jazz Chisholm. I mean, wow. Yeah, but Lewis Brinson stealing a base, hitting a home run. He's doing some stuff. He's on a roll, man. Three game hitting streak. Got to talk about this umpire's Luke Voigt thing real quick, okay? Notice something this weekend. Got to do it. So you just skipped it. We're not skipping it. Got to go ahead. It. No, go ahead. Okay, so check swing. 
uh, umpire at first base looks at him. He went. No swing. Later in the game, same thing. Two strikes. Check swing. He Oh, he went. No swing. Today, watching. Glass now. Perfect pitch on the outside corner. Strike three. <laughs> Called it a ball. I'm telling you, you can work the umpires. And Luke Voigt, remember that thing I used to do, talk about with the rock, paper, scissors with Aaron Boone? He's so lovable that the umpires give him a break. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. I'm seeing it happen. And you know what? That just makes him better. Because he's getting all the close calls. Right. Because they like him. They think he's he, they think he's nice. And he is nice. And the relationships between... Yeah, he is. He, yeah, he's a sweet guy. He is. He's a sweet... He's like a big old sweet teddy bear, and he's not even that much of a teddy bear. I feel bear like you're anymore. imagining that just by watching his exploits on TV. No, I'm watching his energy on the field. He's an infectiously positive kid. Some, you know, it's like Freddie Freeman at first base is like the nicest man. Like He's always like, hey, how you doing? How are the kids? Right? That has an effect on people. If you like them, the, the, I used to do this when I was playing in the fast pitch softball. I would get to know these umpires. When I was a catcher, when I was playing in high school and college, and I was a catcher, I used to talk to the umpires and say, wow, you really, you're really good. Gosh, you're good. You see the ball just dead right. Why? So that when I hold that ball on the outside corner, he might give me that pitch. And if he doesn't, then I can say without turning around, I could look and say, ah, I was really close. You don't think so, Bob? He's like, no, it was just a little bit outside. I was like, all right, all right. Let's, maybe we'll get the next one. So I can get the next one. That's how life works. You know, have you ever played rec league softball? Me? Yeah. Not rec. I played... Well, you know what I mean? Like for your company or something like that, you know. I mean, I played in the... I played fast pitch softball in, in Central Park. It was pretty pretty, pretty intense stuff. Pretty good. But you never played like, you know, for like, you know, the MTV team. Uh, no, I played for the Actors' Equity team, but that was actually a pretty intense league, man. Really? The 330 Actors' Broadway Show League is an intense league because that's uh, it's where some injuries happen. Let's put it that way. That's a really intense league. Yeah, I could see you being intense in a you know beer league softball. Well, it kind of... I could yeah, see it. Man, actually, it was, we, we, there were a number of big years there, but then some injuries happened and life has to keep moving on. What do you play? You're not a catcher. You're definitely not a catcher. In well, in softball. fast pitch, no. Fast pitch, I am a catcher. In fast pitch, I like to catch. In the yeah, but normal I'll guy, catch. normal guy softball. Normal guy softball. No, I'm at first base. I'm at first base. Yeah. I'm at first base. Occasionally third base, where injuries do happen. And if the shortstop's not there, I'll cover short. I can cover short. So the three weakest positions, basically. Pretty much. Yeah. They won't put you in the outfield. Yeah, I can play, but you know, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm not, I'm not as good in the outfield. I'm actually. joking. I don't know where the weakest positions are. The weakest position is right field. Right field. Yeah, pretty much. DVR. Yep. Uh, Toronto's rotation has been completely revamped yeah. thanks to the trade deadline. Uh, is it awesome? Is this like a Toronto? Like, I mean, Ross Stripling, everyone seems to love. Taiwan Walker uh, was at a point in time amazing. Robbie Ray, uh, the same people who love Ross Stripling seem to love Robbie Ray. No, um, they don't. They basically redid their whole team look. Is this, we're going for it? We're going to make these playoffs? We're going to go up against the Rockies in the World Series? <laughs> I think they're just kind of staying the course, right? I mean, in, in a lot of ways, the pitchers they've lost in Pearson, Matt Shoemaker, and Trent Thornton, those are comparable to the guys they brought in. I think Russ Stripling coming into the season was probably liked more than all those guys. Robbie Ray in fantasy circles because of the Ks. And then Tywan Walker, I think, coming into the year was more of a, a flyer. But I think they're just trying to stay afloat with the pitching get to the postseason, and see what happens. Just let it ride and see if they can find a way to scratch out series, just out-hit their pitching. They're still good enough to get that done. Like They're still good enough to get to the postseason. I don't know how far they're going to go. I do think getting Bo Bichette back at some point is going to be really important for this offense because he's a star. Like There's there's no doubt at this point that Bo Bichette is already a star. But I like the moves because... It keeps them at least where they were, and it could be an upgrade, especially if they get the version of Stripling that we were all expecting coming into the season. Where is that? Where's what? Where is that version of Ross Stripling? I could use him at this point. Oh. Seriously. Come on, man. So hopefully he'll he'll bring it together. Can I say something about Jonathan VR? Like, if you own him in a dynasty league because he went to the Blue Jays as well today, like, trade him now. Like, now. Now. Too late. Now, what? try again. Because Bichette's going to come back and kick him out of the... No, lineup? because the Marlins just kind of put a put an X on him. 
they he just put a a, a they just said he's not a good team player today. Did they say that? Yeah, they did. They said he's. I mean, it's similar to what I didn't even know about this J Hap business with Brian Cashman. Oh, that's good stuff. Wow, jeez. But you know what? For those of you who don't know, I guess if Ian doesn't know and he's a Yankee, well, you know what it is. It's probably like one of those things where something bad is said about the Yankees and you just completely block it from your brain somehow. Nah, You've conditioned yourself to stuff. you know you just smile. If you're watching the Yankees every day, there's a lot of bad things to say about the Yankees right now. Yeah, but not infighting. Terrible. Jay oh Happ is accusing Brian Cashman of limiting his starts because they reset the rotation and put him at number four coming out of their uh, their their COVID break. Um, so Jay Happ is like, oh, you know, you're trying to keep me from getting my money because my vesting option comes when I get to X amount of whatevers. And Cashman fired back. He's like, no, man, you suck. Like, you know, your ERA is five something and it was six something last year. Why am I going to put you as my number one starter? Yep. That's how I feel. Paraphrasing. Um, And then I think Hap was just kind of like, yeah, never mind. But what was the VR thing? Uh, VR, I mean, I think what they said was that he left and, and he was sort of. They said he wasn't he wasn't along for the ride of what the Marlins were working and trying to do. That's what they made it sound like. I mean, I think Starling Marte is a better baseball player than Jonathan VR. I mean, DVR always says this, don't you? That like he's just not a really good baseball player for a winning team. Don't you always say that, DVR? Yeah, he's great for a non-contender or a second division club. He, yeah. he gets chances to run, and he has some power, and he's usually an, at least an average big league hitter. I think the problem I have with him coming into the season is that for what he cost on draft day or on auction day, you just weren't getting a strong enough track record to sit there and say, yeah, he's worth 25 bucks in my auction or yeah, he's worth a third or a fourth round pick in the draft (laughs) because that year to year consistency is still not where you want it. Like, Couple of homers, nine steals. That's good. Two seventy two average. That's good for us as fantasy players. Nine steals is huge. DVR, come on now, because I paid twenty four dollars awesome. for him in, in GDD, and he has come through and given me what I was paying that twenty four dollars for with those steals. So, but real life, three twenty eight OBP, three sixty no, slug. So he's ten no. percent worse than a league average hitter, even though he's he's a better fantasy player than a real life player. Yeah, and for sure. That type Way of player sure. always has playing time future mm-hmm. with clouds hanging over. The forecast is always cloudy when you're talking about that kind of player. Trade him now. Too late. I don't know if that's true. Uh, if you need steals. Yeah, like I said, like if you can trade him, if for some chance you can get rid of him now to a contending team in a dynasty league, most especially, you should do it without question. How many steals can you get the rest of the year? What do we have, four weeks left? Get seven eight eight steals. steals. Yeah. yeah, nine. I mean, we're halfway through, a little bit more than halfway through. I can yeah, see that. For a player who runs a lot, if he catches the right matchups and, and gets hot, yeah, I think that's a reasonable high-end target. Toronto seems like a steal. Yes, yeah, that's true. He do, They do seem like a steal. Teoscar Hernandez, man. I, I'll tell you, I own him in one Dynasty League. I've gotten more offers for him this week than anybody. Really? Oh, my God. Yep. And we were talking about him before the season, I believe. I believe we. I believe Steve Maybe. Cos said that that was one of my faves. I love that Tioscar. I think you owe in his list of Ian Con targets. Yeah, we should go back over that list and see how it went. If you'd like to, I mean, you didn't deny that any of them were your targets because they were all my targets. Because yeah. you're listening to the show I know. here. Oh, actually, can I? So I finally released. Finally, it wasn't like it was that long. I don't know why I said finally. I released the Rotowire Dynasty um, rankings. You know what sucks about releasing rankings? Then people like. <sighs> Call you up and say, well, give me this player because you have him ranked higher. <laughs> Cushing's good, man. Dude, all the time. All of these guys, they're saying, well, you know, you have Zach Wheeler at 123, at 117, and you have Teoscar Hernandez at 123, and I'm giving you Jesus Sanchez, so come on. No, not doing it. Because sometimes the rankings are wrong. Because I'm not trading Teoscar Hernandez for Zach Wheeler, who can go four innings or five innings and strike out two guys. No, thanks. Not in that ballpark. Is that the end of the story? That's it. That's you going to plug the rankings or anything? Like I thought you were going to tell us. Oh, you know they were well received. Uh, they were. They 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 were. I got one person who gave me a hard time about one player that I think I left out because I didn't think of them, um, and they should have been on the list, which is Griffin Canning. But then they gave me a hard time because I put Heimer Candelario on the list, and you know what? He should be on the list. Ben, lead off. 
go get Heinrich Candelario from the guy who thinks that he shouldn't be on a top 400. The 20, what, how old is he, DVR? 23, 24, maybe 25? Yeah. He's playing every day. He's up to 26. He turns 27 in November. That's not good. No, it was a lot more fun. It's about four years older than we thought. <laughs> <laughs> what is he doing on this list? Yeah, but look at what he's doing while he's on this list. Best exit hitting. velocity of his career. He's not walking as much as he used to, but the strikeout rate hasn't gone way up. So I think this works. Come on, DVR. How does it look? Come on. Go under the hood. Go under the hood. Looks more good than bad. Seriously. OPS of 865. Love it. Lyle love it. You like better him or Kristen Stewart? <laughs> Candelario. It's not really close. Really? No, not close. Although, Jemai, I think I, I sat Jones this week in Towers for Hanser Alberto. I moved Kettle Marte from second base to outfield to throw Hanser Alberto into it. Oh, here's another good under-the-radar guy that I just picked up in the 20-team Dynasty League. I don't think I'll be able to keep him because of the setup of the league. Tyler Naquin is finally turning into the Tyler Naquin that I've been kind of waiting for for five years, ever since he was the 15th pick of the draft uh, by the Cleveland Indians, I guess about four or five years ago. And they've been giving him chances, giving him chances. Now he's playing. And I grabbed him in AL only, in labor AL only, and he has been fantastic. And I see an everyday piece there, unless the splits are just terrible. But I just have this feeling that he's going to just be a hitter. DVR, what are the splits on Tyler Naquin? Well, he's walking 1.8% of the time. That is troubling, but it's only 16 games. So, And what is he hitting, though? Yeah, 291, slugging 545, hitting the ball five, pretty wait, hard. Five, what was his slugging? Was his, what was his slugging? 545. Five, that's pretty good. That'll keep him in the lineup. And how does he hit against lefties? Yeah, he, doesn't have a, he doesn't have a hit against the lefty yet this year. Is that right? How many at-bats? Like four? Nah, yeah, not much. Keep, Nine plate so appearances. They bring Ben Zero. That's not good. He's going to lose his job to Josh Naylor, the DVR favorite. Does he? GM Van Riper was hit. Naylor's going to be on the big side of a platoon, I think, if he's playing. So he's kind of a sneaky trade deadline winner. What does that outfield look like right now? Mercado's back up. I don't know what's wrong with him, but he's back up. It was to be expected. But Greg Allen's gone. So maybe he's Greg Allen for the rest of the season and tries to bounce back next year. I think the outfield is a Naylor Liplau platoon in left. Okay. A Naquin Mercado platoon in right for the time being. And then Mercado could take some time against righties away from Delano de Shields in center because Mercado's a better defender. Like just put the better defender out there. Yeah, but just I I just think that Tyler Naquin is gonna have a job. Well and where's Franmill? Franmill's just sticking at the DL on the DH, I mean. DH, yeah, because they got Carlos Santana playing first. So Domingo not being there kind of helps them a lot. I mean, Josh Naylor's not going to be a good defender in the outfield, but he's probably going to be a better defender than Domingo Santana. So and probably Josh Naylor is going to end up at first. I would see Josh Naylor ending up at first base ahead of Franmil, no? Yeah, if I don't think Franmil Reyes can even really play first base, but I do think Naylor, forget how much time is left on Santana's contract, Naylor could eventually be the starting first baseman. He's kind of, a, again, like in keeper in Dynasty Leagues where he's still out there, he's a nice cheap pickup just to see what happens. Yeah. I would love to know what Jake Bowers is doing at the alternate camp right now. <laughs> I know you think it's funny, but like it's at one point he was like the guy. Yeah, it's uh, it's not working uh, for him. My stomach hurts. I mean, I mean maybe it is. He could be doing awesome. I mean, in a good way. My stomach <laughs> hurts. Has he played in a game yet for them no. this season? No, I think no. he's been at the alternate site uh, the entire year. I was just excited for Nando when when his man Franklin Barreto um, finally got traded because now. He still won't play, but at least it won't be, feel the same way because it's a different team, right? You don't think he's going to play? No, right. never. Never. He's not going to play. Although, now that Fle- well, he's on the IL too. David Fletcher. What do you guys think of David Fletcher? I like that player. I like David Fletcher. Uh, he just seems to me like uh, a Tampa Bay Ray. How about that? Nice. I get that. Like He's, he's got that like vibe him. to him. For, for fantasy, I, just, I, I don't get too many Rays. I, I kind of had this no, affinity for right. Tsusugo. Uh, the last couple of weeks, but yeah. Yeah, I think I traded for him. I, I think Fletcher's better than Array. What do you think, DVR? Better than Array? Like a like a, a generic Tampa Bay Ray? Right, exactly. Yeah. Like better than Array. Like, ben Zobrist. Better than, just better said, than oh, Daniel like, Robertson? Right, exactly. Yeah. Like he's better than Array. Like he's better than a Kevin Kiermaier Ray. Like he's better than... Uh, well, Willie Adamas is a pretty good Ray. 
Kiermaier's got a little power and speed. I think the problem with Fletcher, how much how much power is he going to get? He's the opposite of Jonathan VR. He's a better real-life player than he is a fantasy player. Look at him. Look how good DVR is. There's another guy we've got to talk about. Remember, I've been talking about Marco Gonzalez and the fact that in Seattle, they signed him to the five-year deal, which means that he's got to be the guy. And I was trying to move him in another dynasty league, which for some odd reason, we're trying not to keep any major league players. So I was trying to move Marco Gonzalez as part of a package to get Clark Schmidt. I was trying to move him with Dylan Moore and with a whole bunch of other guys, just because it's something that Brett Sarah and I are doing. Marco Gonzalez is a winning, I say, a winning fantasy baseball player for a fantasy team as an SP5. He's a really solid SP5. You mean he can win you your league? If he's an if he's your SP5. Well, you could say that about a lot of people. Yeah, I just think he's just super <laughs> solid. But should he be an he's, SP3? He's like Dallas Keuchel to me. Like he he's like that level of when and I think he's just going to get better the older he gets. More command, more confidence. I I just I believe in Marco Gonzalez. And today he threw it, and the point is, tonight he threw a shutout, so I wrote to that guy, because the guy wrote to me, he goes, he's just a guy, and he's a big Dawson's Creek fan, this fella, and he's like, he's just a guy, and so then today I wrote back to him, and I just said, hey, just uh, just want you to take a look at Marco Gonzalez throwing nine innings with eight strikeouts against Mike Trout and the, and the Los Angeles Angels, he's not just a guy, he's the guy, well, SP5 guy. Can I just rewind it for a second for the relevancy of the uh, Dawson's Creek? Is that because you were on it and he's and he sweats you a little bit? People like the George Washington. I get that, right? So here's a grown-ass man. This guy's a grown-ass man telling me that like his favorite show is Dawson's Creek. I'm trying to make trades with him, and he's sending me gifts of Pacey and Dawson and Joey. I mean, I'm not kidding you. I get like six Dawson's Creek gifts. Who are you, one of the teachers? No, I'm I'm way cooler than teacher man. I don't know. I, okay. No, I, I had a nice. You're, part. That's right. You're Marty Decker. No, that's a different show. I, I had just come. <laughs> I know you're not Marty Decker in Dawson's Creek. Oh, I had just come off of Bull, and so you know, right when you're right off a TV series, it's easier to get a job. So I got to. I did a season of Dawson's Creek, season five of Dawson's Creek, and I played Pacey. Pacey, Josh Jackson, who's the, really was a good guy, um, and I played his boss in a restaurant. So I played like a. What's that guy's name? The blonde dude who does the kitchen nightmare shows. Gordon Ramsay. Yeah, Gordon Ramsay. So I was like a Gordon Ramsay without the accent young guy who is like teaching him how to be a good chef. Like, Gordon Ramsay's you know, a jerk though. Yeah, no. Well, I think at the end of the day, my character was kind of a jerk. Oh, really? Why did you steal this girl? We, we yeah, kind of. Yeah, it's kind of how it went. <laughs> this is it's great. Like All right. Yeah. Nice. So he's like, te- you know, I'm like, yeah, I get it. You're a big fan of the show um, of, of Dawson's Creek, but I, I just kind of want to get Schmidt. That's all. I just want Schmidt because I'm a Yankee fan. You think it's going to happen? Nope. What if you offered him 20 minutes? Ask me anything about my acting career you'd like. And and Clark Schmidt. Nope. Wouldn't work. He was not. He just, he was like, no. So three, it is what it is. Sometimes three two-minute cameo to anyone you'd like. <laughs> I would actually do that. Yeah, sure. I'd do that. All right, let's see. For, let's for Clark Schmidt? Phone. I would totally do that. Get him on nah. the phone live. We've got nah, 32 nah. minutes. All right. No, it's a new dynasty league. you gotta, you got to establish relationships in these leagues. And this is the league that we just drafted this year, Brett Sarah and I. Remember I told you guys about it. It was like all prospects. We took all prospects, so we're not going to keep anybody but prospects. Um, I don't remember and we gotta, mentioning this league at all. And then, yeah, no, I mentioned it. It was in the dog days of winter. Very long days of winter, the OOTP. By the way, are we going to go back to OOTP? I don't like, know. As you you took this... that over, I thought. Like, uh, OOTP? Talking I think to we Commissioner should... Jamie about it, and then just nothing Oh, happened. yeah, Jamie. Yeah, but then it was sort of like, well, if baseball starts, we're going to take a break. But then as soon as baseball's over, we should totally get back into OOTP. I'm all about it. We've got good teams. Yeah, but, you know, it's it's hard to keep uh, to keep up with if you're not like totally dialed in. I'm not saying for me. I'm saying for a lot of you got to get a lot of teams who are dialed into it. Yeah, but we had, of the 30 teams... There was talk today. I don't know if you guys caught this. There was talk of Joey Gallo being traded to the Rays. Did you not catch that? No, I Which, missed that. Did you miss that? Yeah. So, like, there was a lot of talk today that Joey Gallo was going to go to the Rays. And I was like, that happened in OTP. Michael Palucci, he traded. He traded him to, right. to the Rays. And then he got hurt. And But the Rays still won right. the World Series. And then Series. he got hurt. And then, did they? Then they still yeah, won the they World still won the World Series. Series. Even with a hurt Joey Gallo. That's very impressive. After Gallo went down, I really tried to trade him my expiring contract of Edwin Encarnacion for like anything. He just wasn't taking it. Because I wanted to bring up Andrew Vaughn, remember? It was very exciting. The days of OOTP. Anyway, I just wanted to say that about Marco Gonzalez. Yeah, uh, Dawson's Creek. 
Yeah. <laughs> uh, I like that guy. He's DBR, a nice guy but uh, we, we don't care. Like, Marco Gonzalez uh, doesn't strike anybody out. He does. No, he doesn't. Uh, he does. He's the, he's the polar opposite. I mean, this year, suddenly, he's striking people out, but he didn't before. He strikes out just enough guys to be rostered in mixed leagues, but... Ugh. But that's because of bulk innings, though. Come on, come on, come on, come on. DVR, come on. Look again, look again. Come on, look again. Guys never struck out 150 people in a season. 30, 39 to 4, though, this season, and 43 and two-thirds. That's insane. It's come nice. On come on now. Take a look. look, look uh, it seems to, it sounds to me like you got the best of Marco Gonzalez. You should trade him right now for Jonathan Maybe. VR. <laughs> for Ch- <laughs> actually, he needed steals. That's actually pretty fair. Not a bad deal, I know, right? That's true. Actually, it would be good. Except I own him. I own both VR and Marco Gonzalez in GDD, which is why I'm going to climb into first place. Yes, 31 strikeouts and three walks so far this year. He's got th- how many strike? Th- 31 strikeouts and 34 innings, and he's playing for a team that loves him. That's guys. I'm telling you, when teams sign a player to a long term contract, that's who I go to buy in dynasty leagues because it means they like him. They know him better than anybody. Guess what I just discovered? Our trade deadline is next week, not tonight. For, for which league? For the only the one that we were going to do a trade in. Oh, GDD? Yeah, no, we have week. time. No, 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 I know we have time. I didn't know that. I thought tonight was a trade deadline. No. Like, let's no, finish the time. show so we can get this deal done with 27 minutes to go. All right, well. But it's six days and 27 minutes. And, and, and what's nice is, you know, with the ads, we can, we can, people can split this up into like two different lessons. Yeah. Fun. Sure. Hey, uh, our secret word this week. Yeah, because we got to wrap this up. DVR, what is our secret word? Ithaca. Oh, I like that. Really? All right. Okay. Uh, do you have a better one? Dawson? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's not yeah. my favorite. There you go. All right. He was all right. He was okay. He wasn't bad. I mean, he's no uh, Pacey. Pacey was good, man. That dude was good. We played a lot of the boxing game. There was like a boxing game that had just come out, so we would go to his trailer in between like shots and just like beat each other up and boxing was fun. Nice. On video game. Video game. I think I yeah, understood. Yeah. Right. I caught that. All right. Ithaca. 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 Hashtag Ithaca. Hashtag gorgeous. So you're not, Ithaca is gorgeous. Nando, you are not auctioning off your minority ownership stake of the triple crown ale only team for charity. Is I think that correct? I, yeah, I think I am. Well, who are you going to auction it off to? Uh, I don't know. Anyone who's listening. If you want to be Ian's uh, co-owner for the last four weeks. It's not so much co-owner as um, just sit back and let Ian do all the stuff. That's true. Uh, and you got to give him $140? No, no, no. It's got to be more than $140. <laughs> I mean, if we're going to raise money for charity, what are we going to give? Like, if somebody throws out $750, they can take over the team. That's ridiculous. Why? Well, that's what, not ridiculous. What fun comes out of that? They get on the phone with me, and we talk about how to make the team better. I'm sorry. You're paying them. I'm not paying nobody. That's the charity. Yeah. What are you, nuts? This is for DVR's <laughs> charity food thing for his for the if you could name it terrible. if you could name it i'll stay on as co-owner if you could name it in the next 10 seconds it's the food it's the it's the food pantry of wisconsin boom done nailed it all right it was a good partnership it was i enjoyed it we're doing good come on we're doing great you're doing so wisconsin well City harvest wasn't it what was it dvr we, you're here dvr you could tell us Second Harvest uh, was the one in Wisconsin. There's a few of those around the country. A few Second Harvests. There was Gleaners. Second Harvest? Gleaners was the one that was based out of uh, the Detroit area. And the New York one. I'm looking it up to see if there's an actual thing called Food Pantry of Wisconsin. If that even exists. That's what it is. It's the food. Shut up. It's the Food Pantry of Wisconsin. It does not exist. Not even a thing. The Campaign <laughs> Against Hunger was the, the New York-based one. That's right. I remember so, now, yeah. $750. If somebody wants to donate that, I will. Uh, Nando will let go of his ownership stake. I mean, I'm letting it go anyway. Uh, well, it's, been forced, it's been forced out of my hands at 10.48 p.m. on a Sunday, Eastern time. Listen, this is my last event before I go on vacation. Let's, let's come on. <laughs> Hashtag Ithaca. Come on. Hashtag Ithaca. Ithaca. All right. All right. So we're back. This was a special Monday night show because I am leaving town. I was very gracious, very grateful to my partners that they were willing to do the show tonight. Well, I was just going to play it off like it's the trade deadline. So you're going to have to. I mean, all right. Well, but hey, it works. It works both ways. Yeah, it does. You're the man. Either way, we're nice guys. Uh, So anyway, we hope you enjoyed this. I know I did. I did too. Sorry we didn't get enough into Lewis Brinson, but. 
We'll save that like for next did. episode. I feel, like, I feel like we got a lot in Elvis Brinson. No, Ronald. We just breezed right by Ronald Guzman. Actually, Ronald Guzman kind of got me. I was like, sort of like, ooh, Ronald Guzman. Yeah. I kind of was. And uh, Andy Abanez will have to wait for another show as well. Okay. But we got a lot of Marco Gonzalez in, so. That's good. We're good. Go buy him. All right. Enjoy your weeks, everybody. Ian Khan off on vacation. He'll be back next week, though, so you're really not going to miss any of them. Nope. Uh, and if you want to do something cool, give us a nice review on iTunes. Yeah, or yeah. send us an email saying it does make us feel good when you're like, hey, I really enjoy the show. Because then I call up Nando and I go, hey, they're really enjoying the show. And then I call up Derek and go, you know, they're really enjoying the show. So we have fun with that. Yeah, but you don't have to. You can just ask a question. Yeah, you can do that too. Fantasy pods at theathletic.com, let's say. Yeah. If that bounces back, just, you know, whatever. Last point, I, I, I'm looking at Michael Givens' numbers. He's pretty damn good. He's amazing. That's what, he's elite. I'm telling you, man. He's elite. Numbers look good. All right. For uh, the guy who uh, <laughs> probably going to own a shirt pretty soon that says Math Guy, Derek I'm going to wear that while I'm shanking my drive on the third hole because you guys are texting me about Tyler Wade while I'm trying <laughs> to swing a golf club. It's very exciting, Tyler Wade. For the man who could tell if you're a nice guy by just watching you on TV in a Yankees uniform smiling, Ian Kahn. If you play rock, paper, scissors with your manager and your manager looks as happy about it as you do, you're a good guy. You're going to get the call from that umpire. I'm not an Afino. This is your most favorite show of all time. Check your trade deadlines, people. It might be next week. We'll see you later. Bye. Good talk. Good talk.